We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, get ready for a transformation. Hallelujah. We've been talking about vision for so long now, and I'm sure that everyone here, um, if you follow through the series, I'm sure that by now you have a vision. And if you were not here when we were taking the series or you missed any part, please just head on, head over to our YouTube channel after the service and just search Vision, Lofty Heights Christian Center, and just listen to those messages. Hallelujah. So, how the Holy Spirit helps us fulfill vision you cannot fulfill vision, God's vision for your life. And remember, when we talk about vision, like Pastor said earlier, you cannot fulfill, we're talking about godly vision. You cannot fulfill God's vision for your life without the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus could not fulfill godly vision without the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 9.14 says that Jesus offered himself through the eternal spirit. Who is the eternal spirit? That is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the greatest vision ever fulfilled was by the help of the Holy Spirit. And even this world that we are, the center stage by, on which we would fulfill um, vision was created by the Holy Spirit. So it, it, it's really like we cannot do anything without the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So let's go through a recap of what, you know, Pastor has been teaching us. Um, it's important to know that the Holy Spirit gives the vision. He, godly vision, he gives the vision and he makes it happen. You know, it's so beautiful that the Holy Spirit, he's like a teacher, right? Because Jesus said, I would, you know, send you the Holy Spirit and he will teach you all things. So he's a teacher. You know, it's so beautiful that the Holy Spirit, he's that professor that he gives you, he teaches you in class. He gives you all the materials you need and, you know, and then when the exam comes, before the exam, he gives you the exam questions. Then you know, you think about it, you, they give you exam questions. You look for the answers yourself. But no, the Holy Spirit will still give you the... He will still give you the answers to the questions. And then you should expect that if you have the questions and you have the answers, on that day of the examination, you can pass. But no, on that day of the examination, He will still stay there and help you. That is the Holy Spirit. He doesn't give you a vision and then say, now run along. Go do that now. Go do that. No. He goes with you. That is the, that is the Holy Spirit. That is a person that we are talking about this morning. Can you celebrate God? Can you celebrate the Holy Spirit? So let's run through a recap of what we've been learning about vision. You know, Pastor said, I think this was the first uh, message on vision. He said, godly vision is a divinely inspired idea or thoughts, compelling and motivating in nature, motivating the people to create value and better lives. Then he said, every godly vision creates value. It transforms lives. It betters lives and influences society. These are the characteristics of a godly vision. Now, this morning we're talking about how the Holy Spirit helps us fulfill vision. What does vision fulfillment mean? You know, Pastor talked to us about launching your vision. Now, what does it mean to fulfill vision? Now, I checked the dictionary meaning of fulfillment or vision fulfillment and it means to bring about the completion or achievement of the vision to bring about the completion or achievement of the vision so let's say for example your vision is to be a doctor 
not just that, to own a clinic of yours, to make $100 million annually in revenue. That is your vision. <laughs> Someone said, ooh, when they heard the money. <laughs> okay, Sashley, is that your vision? <laughs> okay. Okay, so when you, when you complete that, when you actually start making that $100 million annually, when you've reached that stage, that is the fulfillment of vision. Then you can say that your vision has materialized. Your vision has been fulfilled. Hallelujah. Or maybe your vision, you are not a doctor, your vision is to, you know, at the age of 40, retire, become financially independent, own... I will get another one. I will, I will know whether you will shout when I get there. But wait. So your vision is to retire at age 40, you know, have fleets of uh, real estate properties, retire to the Maldives, um, preach the gospel there. Okay influence people there maybe that is your vision right or maybe you are like me and your vision is to in your lifetime win one million souls to god wow we have kingdom influencers okay celebrate god you can go ahead <laughs> maybe that is your vision and to heal a million depressed people when you have gotten to the stage where you have actually won a million souls you've been taking you know um record You've won a million souls to God. You've actually healed those number of persons. That is what we say that. That's what we call vision fulfillment. So your vision has been fulfilled. So in 2 Timothy um, chapter 4 from 78, Paul says something that, I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight. What he was saying there was, my vision has been fulfilled. My vision has been accomplished. And how many of you here have visions? Do you have a vision for your life? Hallelujah. So I'm talking to the right people. Obviously, like, I have to be talking to the right people because pastor has been talking about vision. Now, and I'm sure that you have that vision for your life. You have it written down, right? Now, don't you want to accomplish it? Don't you want to one day, not the one that, you know, let me not go there, but don't you want to one day sit down and say, wow, you know, I had the vision to do this thing. Now I'm looking at it. It is done. Don't you want to have that satisfaction? You know, and I look at people in the Bible. They didn't just, and that is the life of a believer. They didn't just die like that. No, before, I think, was it David? Now, before David died, he called his son and blessed him. So he said, I'm going, but let me bless you. You are taking over me. I bless you. And then he left. Paul could say, while he was alive, he could say that I have finished the course. I have fulfilled vision. Don't you want to get to that point where you look and say, wow, 10 years ago, I had this vision burning in my heart. Now I can say that I have fulfilled it. Now, for you to be able to do that, you must recognize the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You must form an intimacy. You must engage the Holy Spirit. You must have a closeness, a, a rapport, a, 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 um, a bond, a friendship, companionship with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's the one that has been sent to help us fulfill vision. Hallelujah. So who is the Holy Spirit? Let's see the scripture that we read earlier, um, John 14, 16. Who is the Holy Spirit? You know, this was Jesus um, speaking. He said, I will give you, I'll ask the Father, he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor. Now the word another comforter, there's some translation says another helper. It's the word paraclet, paracletos. It's, what it actually means is, Someone who is called to stand by you as an aid, as a helper. 
Someone who stands by you to help you through the journey. That is the Holy Spirit. You know, the word um, paracletes, paracletus, can also be, be translated to mean encourager. So the Holy Spirit is, a, is an encourager because as you go through the journey of life, certain challenges will come. Challenges will come to try to discourage you. But he's the encourager. He's the one who encourages you. You know, um, I hear um, people talk and, you know, they say something like, you know, be open with your, your spouse, with your partner. So if, for example, you're going through something and you would like your partner to give you a foot rub, don't just think the partner knows what you want. The Holy Spirit knows what you want, you know. This is just an example. Um, don't just think your partner would figure it out and give you a foot rub. They might think that maybe rubbing your back would be the solution to your problem. So... They tell you, be open, communicate, and tell them, baby, can you just give me a foot rub? Baby, can you just um, validate me? <laughs> so also you can say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you are my helper. You are my comforter. You are my encourager. Please encourage me. Holy Spirit, I feel discouraged right now. Can you please just encourage me? You can do that with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the helper, the encourager, and he's the spirit of Jesus. Let's see verse 17. He's the spirit of Jesus. You know, we discussed this last week in our membership class, and it was so amazing discussion that we had. If you've not been to a membership class, you've actually not been to Lofty Heights. Hallelujah. Now, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus, and I'm going to show you here something here real quick. So he says, um, the B part says, but you know, well, let's start from everything. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. This was Jesus talking to the disciples. And he was saying to them that I'll send you another helper. And this, this helper I'm sending you, you already know this helper. Because he stays with you. The English, easy English says he stays with you. Then he says he will be in you. Now, if I tell my husband... Um, Baby, I'm going to the <laughs> I'm going to the grocery store. Uh, I know you're going to miss your beautiful wife, but <laughs> I know you're going to miss your beautiful wife, but don't worry, I will send you another beautiful wife. And you already know this beautiful wife because this beautiful wife stays with you. What is he going to think? No, he won't think I'm crazy. He will think that it's a fancy way of me saying, I'm leaving my spirit with you. Because who else stays with you? I'm the only beautiful wife you have. So who, hell, who else stays with you? So this was Jesus using a fancy way to tell them, I will send you my spirit. And you already know because I stay with you continually. So the person I'm sending you is my spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. So we can say that Jesus is in us. Because we say the Holy Spirit is in us. Jesus is in us. His Spirit is in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is God. Amen. John 10, 30. John 10, chapter, John chapter 10, verse 30. Can we just have that scripture there? So Jesus told them, he says, I and the Father are one, heart and mind. He wasn't talking about agreements. We are one in accord. No. Essentially, Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. There are not three gods. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is God himself. Let's go on to the next one. The Holy Spirit created the world. Yes. Because some people think the Holy Spirit is a dove. Nah, he's God. He created the world. And the one that is so dear to my heart, the Holy Spirit, he's the one who accomplishes God's plans, his visions, and his will. So even the visions of God are accomplished 
by the Holy Spirit. He's so important in our lives. Now, let's see Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Uh, this is the Amplified. Okay, so Genesis 1 from verse 2, it says, The earth was without form and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. The Spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the waters. Verse 3, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Can we see this in the easy English? Can we see this in the easy English? So just on my slides. Hallelujah. Genesis 1, verse 2. The easy English. Amen. So the easy English puts it in a very simple way. Um, okay, while we wait for media to give us our scripture. So that's the easy English. And... The easy English puts it in a very easy way. So the easy English says, The earth was without shape. Nothing was alive on it. Deep water covered the earth. There was no light. Everywhere was dark. The Spirit of God moved above the water. Hallelujah. Now, verse 3 then says, God said, I want light to appear. And there was light. Hallelujah. Now, notice this. That it tells you in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And then it tells you that um, the earth was without form and void. There was water all over the earth. Not all over Canada now. All over the entire world, there was water. Then it says to you that the Spirit of the Lord hovered, moved upon the waters. Then the next verse says, and God said. Now, we just read the scripture and then we pass over it like nothing happened. But do you notice that in the beginning, the first verse he said, in the beginning, God. Now, the word there is Elohim, the Godhead. God created the heavens and the earth. Then in verse 2, he says, everywhere was covered with water. And then he says, the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters. Did you see the separation? If the scripture first said, God created. Then in verse 2, he separates it and says, it was the Spirit that was moving on the waters. Then verse 3 comes back and says, God said, did you notice that? Did you notice the switch? That, so why was the spirit moving on the water? Do we think that, oh, well, everyone was covered with water then. Where would he stay if he doesn't move on the water? No. There's something there that we probably just moved through without seeing it. Now let's see Romans 1.20. Romans 1.20 real quick. Romans 1.20. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Okay, I think I'm just going to use my Bible so that we can... Romans 1.20. So he says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Being understood, he's talking about God now, being understood by the things that are made, even his internal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Now what this scripture is telling you, there's lots of English there, but what it's telling you is that the things that we see, the physical things in the world that we see, they can give us a glimpse into the spirit realm. So this jacket I'm wearing, for example, can, because these things are, this, this is seen. This is clearly visible. He's saying that these things that we see, they can give us a glimpse into what is in the spiritual realm. Because Hebrews 11.3 says that for the things which are made, were made of things which are not seen. So it means that if visible things were made of invisible things, then these visible things reflect the invisible. Do we agree? Do we agree? 
Okay, beautiful. So we can, see, we can use something to understand this part. So this spiritual aspect that I just showed you how God created the world, we can use a physical um, entity to understand it. Now, scientists, they discovered a phenomenon called sonoluminescence. Can you just turn to your neighbor and say sonoluminescence? Can you turn to your neighbor and say sonoluminescence? See how you're saying it slowly. <laughs> so sonoluminescence is a phenomenon that occurs when a small gas bubble, please follow me closely. I'm going somewhere. When a small gas bubble is acoustically suspended and periodically driven in a liquid solution at ultrasonic frequencies, resulting in bubble collapse, that's a lot of grammar, I know. Cavitation and light emission, let me explain. It's a lot of, it's a lot of grammar, but I know people, we have physicists in the house, so they understand. But let me explain. What they're saying here is that in water, bubbles form, right? In water, bubbles form. Now, that bubble or the bubbles that form, if you subject those bubbles to a sound that is at an ultrasonic frequency. Now, ultrasonic frequencies are frequencies that are above the um, limits of human hearing. So if you are exposed as a human to ultrasonic frequencies, it can lead to hearing loss. So humans can't hear that frequency. Now, he's saying that if you subject those bubbles to that frequency that cannot be heard by humans, it will cause the bubbles to collapse. And when the bubbles collapse, they will give off light. Hallelujah. It says the, the Spirit of God was moving over the waters. Now, the word move there in verse 2, it's actually the word brood, but in Greek it is rokaf. It means to shake. It means to stay. It means to ripple. It means to flap. It means to flutter. So what the scripture is telling you there is that the spirit of the Lord was shaking the waters. Do you understand it yet? It's saying that the spirit of the Lord was shaking the waters because this phenomenon, this sonoluminescence, you can't say it fast. This sonoluminescence, it's, it will only produce light. So that sound wave will only produce light when the bubble is formed. So if there is no bubble, the light will not, the sound will not produce light. The sound will not collapse the bubble. Let's see something real quick. So we'll just use, I know you can't see from where you're standing, but we can just use the camera to, you can see it on the screen. You have to actually like put the camera like in the, to look at the water so that they see what I'm doing. This is on luminescence that we are doing here. So exactly, are these bubbles? I know it's a small, at least encourage me. Are these bubbles? Ha! Huh. So he's saying that if you subject these bubbles right now to a sound that is above the, the limit of human hearing, it's saying that the bubbles will collapse and then they will give off light. Now, the bubbles need to be present before the sound can do anything. Did you get it yet? The Spirit of the Lord was moving. He was shaking the waters. What was he doing? Ah! No, you, wait, wait, you went too far, you went too far. The Spirit of the Lord was brooding over the waters. He was shaking the waters. He was staring the waters. What was coming out? Bubbles. I told you, physical things can explain the spiritual. He was creating bubbles such that when God's voice came at that ultrasonic frequency, the bubbles collapsed and they gave off light. Ah! Ah! See, you did not, wait, maybe you didn't, you didn't get what, I, what I'm trying to say with that. It means that the Holy Spirit, 
He is the one that creates the conditions for God's word to produce results. Ah, He's the one that will create the atmosphere in your life to ensure that you fulfill vision. You know, you think about it and he says, you know, they say to you that this vision that God has given you, it's only for strong people. But you look at yourself, you are weak. Was it Gideon that the angel appeared to and says, oh, Gideon, mighty man of valor. And he looked at himself and said, wow, is it me? So you look at yourself, you are weak. No, the Holy Spirit says, I will create the condition. I will create the atmosphere. You look at yourself and says, oh, and you say, no, Regina is too small. This vision is too, this vision is bigger than Regina. The Holy Spirit says, don't worry. I will create the atmosphere because I am the one that causes fulfillment of vision. The word of God wouldn't have produced results without the Holy Spirit because the bubbles needed to be formed before the word can produce results that is the holy spirit he is the one that causes you to accomplish vision hallelujah so let's run quickly how does the help the holy spirit help you fulfill vision number one he leads you into the accurate knowledge of your vision and the provision that is available to you pastor was speaking and he said that um to fulfill vision you need two provisions do we remember pastor is watching online please just check your notes quickly. You remember, right? What are they? Someone said human provision. Thank God. Uh -huh. The next one. Wow. Pastor, they remembered. Human provision and financial provision. Yes. Yes, but you didn't say it. Hallelujah. Now, he said you need these two provisions if you want to launch and you want to fulfill vision. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who would guide you. Who would guide you into the knowledge, into the awareness of these provisions. Let's see quickly. 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 9. You can give me that in the, in the NKJV. Hallelujah. So, verse 9 says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. He has the deep things of God. And, you know, we stop at verse 9, which says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered the heart of man, what God has prepared for us. But the next verse tells us that God has revealed these things to us through his spirit. Listen, man cannot hear God actually. Do you remember? Because, you know, Psalm 29 from verse 3 to 9, you can read that later. It says that the voice of God breaks the cedars. Have you seen a cedar? A cedar tree, a cedar tree is very strong and durable and long-lasting. That's the same thing as durable. But a cedar tree is strong. But it says the voice of God breaks the cedars. It says the, boy, the voice of God tweaks the oak. Have you seen an oak tree? It says the voice of God tweaks the oak. Those are not poetic. That's actually true. You know, when the Israelites, they said they wanted to hear God, they wanted to hear God. When they heard God, they said, please, we don't want to hear again. Please speak to Moses. But do you know that even those few minutes that they heard God, that they wanted to go away, do you know that they were unable to hear God? I told you that this ultrasonic frequency cannot be heard by humans. It will damage their hearing. But the Israelites, they said that if God speaks to us again, we'll just die. So it means that we are unable to hear God. Now, for a human to actually understand whatever is in an ultrasonic sound, certain devices need to transmit or, or convert that um, sound so that they can hear it. The Holy Spirit is that to us. 
The Holy Spirit is the one who would convert it so we can hear God. So we can understand. It says, who, who knows the mind of God? Then it tells us that we have the mind of Christ. How do you have the mind of Christ? It's by the Holy Spirit. So he will teach you what God's vision is. He will bring it to you. He will, be, he will, he will let you know the provisions that you have. In, um, I think this is Second Peter 1 verse 3. He tells us that... 2 Peter 1 verse 3 tells us that he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who, are, who called us. So before you can even experience the things that God has given to you, you have to know them. You have to know them. And this is the ministry of the Spirit in our lives to bring us into an awareness. Hallelujah. The second one is that he reminds you of the visions and provisions. Pastor said something that you always have to keep your vision in mind, in view. And the Holy Spirit knows that you wrote that vision down. But you know what he would do? He would remind you from time to time. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you maybe you're praying or you're just doing something and then suddenly a scripture comes to mind. Has it ever happened to anybody here? Does it happen to somebody? Okay. Does happen to me too? Do you know that is the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Because you think your mind can just remember scriptures. No. Jesus told them that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, He will bring to your remembrance all things that I have spoken to you. That is the Holy Spirit. That is His ministry in our lives. So sometimes you're praying and you're asking God for something. And then I'll give you a very, well, it's personal, but I'll share. You know, I was somewhere this morning after the first service and I was trying to look over my notes and the Holy Spirit was like, stop. Just chill. That was not his exact words, but I'm rephrasing. And I, I'm like, mm-mm, let me look through it. And then a scripture came to my mind. For you shall not need to worry on that day what to say. For in that very hour, ah, when I heard it, I closed my now. I'm like, okay, fine. That is the Holy Spirit. That is his ministry in our lives. Hallelujah. The next one, verse number three. The Holy Spirit guides us. And he brings us into the experience of his word and the things which he has made available to us. Second Corinthians 3 verse 18. We all know that scripture, I know. It says that, um, can we please have it on the screen? It says, we always unveiled face. You know, we are being transformed from one level of glory to another. Then it says, even by, even as by the spirit. You know, we say it as the word of God is like a mirror. And when you look into the word of God, that image you see, you are being transformed into that image. So, for example, you are a person who suffers from anxiety, and then you look at the word of God that says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, of anxiety. Now, that word can transform you from that state of fear and anxiety into what it says that you have a sound mind. But the way it does that, the way the word of God brings you into the experience is by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. It's by the Spirit of God. So the Spirit of God ensures the fulfillment of the vision he shows you. You know, he said to Jacob in Genesis 28 verse 15, he said to Jacob, I will not leave you. I will bring you back to this land. He gave him a vision. So Jacob could envision coming back to that land. He said, I will not leave you until I have fulfilled all that I have spoken to you. But today, he's not even saying until. He's saying, I will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus told them, after he gave them the great commission, which is the vision, he told them, for lo, I'm with you, even to the very end of age. He's not even saying, when you fulfill that vision, I'll leave you. He's saying, I'll stay with you. So it means that the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is your guarantee that you will fulfill vision. The Holy Spirit is the down payment for the fulfillment of your vision. 
You didn't get it. Okay. We're moving to the ark, right? I cannot carry my mattress now and say I want to go and sleep in the ark because I don't like my house. Why? Because, not because Pastor will not allow me. Pastor will allow me. But it's because we have not paid anything. We've not given them the down payment. So I can't go there. But if we're giving them the down payment, then I know that if at any point in time I don't like my house, I can go and sleep in the ark. Right? Now the Holy Spirit in you is the down payment. Let's see Ephesians 1.13, please. The Holy Spirit in you is the guarantee that you will fulfill vision. He said to Jacob, I will not leave you. I will make sure you accomplish this vision. I will make sure this vision that I have shown you is accomplished. So the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives ensures that we fulfill vision. Can we please see Ephesians 1.13? Ephesians 1.13. So it says, it's on my screen, but okay. In him, you also who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, gospel of your salvation, and have believed in and adhered and... Can we just have the NKGV just to make it um, quick? Um, but the next verse... Okay. So, awesome. Thank you so much. It says, in him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance? Who is the guarantee of our inheritance? How do you know you fulfill vision? It's by the Holy Spirit. I told you that the Holy Spirit, he creates the atmosphere. He creates the conditions necessary for you to accomplish vision. Romans 8, 29, from verse 26, actually, it tells you that for we know not what to pray for. We don't know what we should pray for. Then it says something. Ah, It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we don't know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession. What is he doing at this point? Have you ever prayed in tongues long enough? If you've not, if you've not had this experience, you've actually not started praying. Have you ever prayed in tongues long enough? And then when you, you're, you're asking God for something or you're trying to, you're trying to fix a, a, a situation and you're praying in tongues and after, after some time, the word of God keeps coming off from your inside. You keep, you keep receiving that, that flow, that flow of words from your inside. That is, do you know what, what, do you know what is happening when you're praying in tongues? It means that when you're praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit is creating an atmosphere. He's creating the condition that is necessary. That is necessary for that thing that you're praying about. That is necessary for that thing to happen. So you're praying that, Lord, I want $10 million. And then you start praying in tongues, praying in tongues. What the Spirit of God is doing there, interceding through you, is that He is creating the atmosphere. What kind of atmosphere is needed in your heart for you to attract $10 million? That's what the Holy Spirit is doing. You think it's just by reading those motivational books and enlarging your mind and $10 million, $10 million Naira will never enter my mouth. $10 million will come to you. No, it's not by reading those motivational books. It's by praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit long enough, the Spirit of God will, will create the atmosphere. He will create the atmosphere needed for that word that will come to you to be accomplished. So you pray in tongues. You pray in tongues and then when you're done praying in tongues for so long, the word of God comes to you and says, all things are yours. That is in um, 1 Corinthians 3.21 or so. It says, all things are yours. You get the word of God like that. And then you say, all things are mine. The $10 million is mine. How did that happen? And then you find that in a short time, the $10 million comes to you. How did that happen? The Holy Spirit created the atmosphere. He created the atmosphere. In Galatians 5 from verse 22, it says, the Amplified says that the, the work of the Holy Spirit in us, the work that the Holy Spirit accomplishes in us, it begins to list them. It says joy, 
love. Do you know that without joy, you can't draw out of the wells of salvation? That is why the Holy Spirit, the devil, tries to keep you depressed. So that you will never access God's revelation. But what does the Holy Spirit do? He creates the atmosphere of joy. He creates the atmosphere of joy. So you can access revelation for that situation. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Ah, the Holy Spirit is our guarantee that will fulfill vision. Hallelujah. You were born to win. You were born to succeed. But it's the Holy Spirit that will bring you into the experience of that success. And one way that the Holy Spirit brings us into experience of the word that he talks about is by giving us strategy. Because look at your life. You know, for ex just take a look at your life, for example. You know, the word says that by his stripes we are healed. It says that he bore our sicknesses in his body. But then don't you... Not like you're supposed to, but don't you feel sick sometimes? And then you need to run to the doctor. But then he said that if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. But just the burger you ate, something happened in it and you've been going to the washroom. But he said if you eat any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. Okay. He says he leads us in triumph. But you wrote that exam and you failed. Does it mean the word of God is lying? No. It's telling you that for you to experience God's word, for you to experience the word of God, it's the Holy Spirit that brings you into it. Joshua, let's see Joshua 5 from verse 13. And I'm rounding up now. Joshua 5 from verse 13. You know, prior to that, Joshua sent um, spies to Jericho to go and spy the land. And the spies, they came back with good reports and said, God has given us the land. God had given them the land. It was theirs. But had they taken possession of it? No. Were there not people in Jericho? Yes. But God had given them. So how were they going to come into the land? How were they going to get into the land? But God had given them. So it means that God can give you a word, right? But it's the Holy Spirit that will bring you into the experience of it. God can give you a vision. But it is the Holy Spirit that will bring you into the fulfillment of that vision. It's the Holy Spirit that will bring you into living in your vision. It says it's not by power, it's not by might, but by what? By the Spirit of the Lord. You know, Joshua, from verse, Joshua chapter 5 from verse 13, it says, When Joshua was by Jericho, he looked up, and behold, a man stood near him with his drawn sword in his hand. This was the Holy Spirit. You know, one thing I love about the scripture is that the Holy Spirit did not come to fight. As a matter of fact, the Joshua and his people were not going to fight. But he had his sword drawn. What does that tell you? That he's ready for battle at all times. This is the one that has been called to stand near you. He is ready at all times. Never to be caught off guard. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us of our adversaries? Verse 14. The next verse, please. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, And he said, No, neither. Because the Holy Spirit does not answer. He didn't say, I'm with you. Actually, he came for their aid. But he said, no, neither, because he answers to no one. Because we think that we have sometimes, you know, some people have a very caricature view of the Holy Spirit. We just think that, oh, the Holy Spirit is just gentle, calm, quiet. And so we can just tell him, Holy Spirit, I don't want you to say anything to me. And he'll be like, okay. No. He's God. Do you understand it? He says, no, neither. Then he says, but as prince of the Lord's host, have I now come? Can we have it in another translation? Another translation says, as the commander of the Lord's army, I have come. He's a commander. I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is a commander. You know, I checked the dictionary menu for commander. Commanders are masters. They take orders from nobody. From nobody. He's a commander. 
he's a commander because you grow up to the point where you know that you are the ones that you are the one that should be taking instruction from the holy spirit you're not the one that will be giving him instructions and telling him what to do he's a commander this is the one that has been called to stand by you he's a commander he's ready for battle always he's ready he's never to be caught off guard he gave it to when he, when he, when joshua saw him here and then he told joshua take off your feet your your shoes this is a, this is holy place the next chapter shows us that he gave joshua a strategy joshua and his people were already advancing to go and possess jericho how are they good they, they thought he was by fighting no he told them all you need to do, sing and dance, shout, and the walls will fall. The people will run away. You possess the city. That was a strategy. Ah, the Holy Spirit, no. The John 14, 16 that we read tells us that he's what a counselor. Isaiah 9, 6, when he was talking about, when the, the prophet was talking about the, the Messiah, and we said that Jesus is the Holy Spirit, right? The Spirit of Jesus is the Holy Spirit. He said, and his name shall be called what? Emmanuel, God with us. Then he says, wonderful counselor. The word wonderful counselor can actually be translated to mean extraordinary strategist. He is the extraordinary strategist. The Holy Spirit is your extraordinary strategist. He has a strategy. In fact, he has plenty of strategies for your vision. So if you blow one, he has another strategy. I told you, he is never to be caught off god the holy spirit is an extraordinary strategist you know the children of israel they are just left egypt they were going to cross they were going they were leaving right and they were escaping and they got to the red sea if you go forward you die if you go backward you die because the egyptian army they were behind them and Moses cried out to the extraordinary strategist. He cried out to the extraordinary strategist and he said, Lord, what do we do? And the Lord said to him, why are you crying? I am the extraordinary strategist. Stretch forth your hand and divide the sea. He said, stretch forth your hand and divide the sea. And when Moses stretched forth his rod, what happened? The sea divided and they crossed through. It doesn't matter how far you think you've gone away from that vision that God has planned for your life. Ah, don't look at yourself and say, am I not too old like this? He is the extraordinary strategist. He will look for a way to bring you into that vision. It doesn't matter. He will look for a way to bring you into that vision because he is the extraordinary strategist. Hallelujah. Pastor said before you, before you, before you um, um, launch your vision, you should have a plan. The Holy Spirit is, a, is the strategist. He's the strategist. He's the one who tells you what to do. He's the one who tells you, shows you what to do. And we must realize that there is no formula. Mm. There is no formula to accomplishing vision. For the children of Israel, when they're crossing the Red Sea with Moses, God said, divide the sea. Stretch forth your hands, the sea will divide, and they cross through. But the other time when they were trying to cross River Jordan, imagine they just said, stretch forth road. No, he told them you will get into the water. At a particular level, the water will dry up and you will pass. He's the extraordinary strategist. The stra he will give you one strategy today. It does not mean that's the same strategy he will give you tomorrow. Because he's an extraordinary strategist. So you've been, you've been trying to sit for that exam. He will tell you, wake up at 12 a.m., read for two hours every day, and you'll pass that exam. When you are reading, and the Holy Spirit can be very specific. When you're reading, check on Google for practice quiz. Practice with those questions and you'll pass the exam. That is how he will bring you into the fulfillment of your vision of academic success. You're feeling the, the pain in your body or whatever. He will tell you, okay, yes, you know that um, by his stripes you have been healed. He will tell you, 
why not just eat healthier? But no, you want to be confessing scriptures because you heard someone, it worked on someone, someone else. But you are not listening to the Holy Spirit now. You're not listening to his instructions. You know, a dear, 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 dear friend of mine, you know, um, something happened and he said that uh, he began, he became very fearful and he began confessing God's word. See, I don't have a spirit of fear, I have a sound mind. You know, he kept confessing God's word, nothing happened. And then he turned and talked to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, this is what is going on. And the Holy Spirit said to him, every morning when you wake up, listen to this particular man of God and it will stop. And that's how the thing stopped. But now you have heard that you want to go and listen to a particular man of God. No, there is no formula. You must give the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You must give, make time for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. You wake up Monday morning at 6 a.m. You have to go to work at 8 a.m. Sorry, you have to get to work by 8 a.m. You get to work, you close at 5 you get back home, you're so tired, you make dinner, you eat and you sleep. Next morning, you continue like that. On Friday, you have the weekend free. You want to do party after party. On Friday, you invite your friends over. You have fun, you watch movies, do sleepover. Saturday, oh, I'm so tired, I have to sleep in. Oh, let me cook for the week. What kind of life are you living? It's not, no, it's not a joke. What kind of life are you living? And you expect that you fulfill vision that way? You expect... First of all, do you have a vision for your life if you do that? Because, no, it's not about breaking tables. Though. This is the truth. This is the truth. Do you have a vision for your life? How do you expect to accomplish God's vision by going through that kind of life? Because you have to make room for the Holy Spirit. See, dear brothers and sisters, you cannot accomplish your vision without the help of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that will bring you into vision fulfillment. Make time for the Holy Spirit. Make time to listen to the word of God. Make time. Have your quiet time. How can you be talking 24 hours a day? The only time you're not talking is when you're sleeping. Make time for the Holy Spirit. Have a quiet time. Have a time where you meditate. This is how you give room for the Holy Spirit to help you. When Joshua saw the, the commander of the Lord's army, which is the Holy Spirit, he didn't just leave him. He listened. He engaged the Holy Spirit. Engage the Holy Spirit. He's in you. He's in you. If you don't engage him, you will not fulfill, fulfill your vision. Engage him. Talk to him. And the other thing about the Holy Spirit, he responds quickly. You don't need to pray now and then wait for five years before he answers you. Because if you have a partner and you talk to your partner and say, um, baby, I want you to do this for me. Or you say, baby, please give me a foot rub. You don't, you don't go to sleep and say, I have talked to my baby. Um, let me sleep now. When I wake, when, then you wake up and say, okay. I'm still waiting for... No. He's right there with you. The Holy Spirit is closer than your clothes. Do you understand? When we say, when we say closest friend, he's in your spirit. He's mingled together with you. He's closer than your flesh. He's closer than your bones. He's the Holy Spirit. He's in you. Engage him. Engage him. Engage the Holy Spirit. Engage the Holy Spirit. Engage the Holy Spirit. There is no formula. Engage the Holy Spirit. Can we just rise on our feet this afternoon? Can we just rise on our feet this afternoon and just begin to pray? Can you just begin to talk to the Holy Spirit now? Can you just begin to tell him, Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, I recognize your ministry in my life. I am open to your leadership. I am open to your leadership. I am open to your influence. Influence me, Holy Spirit. Today I recognize you. Maybe I have not, I have ignored you for so long, but Holy Spirit, today I recognize you. 
You are the one that can help me fulfill my vision. I recognize you, Holy Spirit. Can you just begin to talk to the Holy Spirit today? Begin to tell him, Holy Spirit, I'm open to your influence. I am open to your leadership, to your guidance. I am open. I am open. I am open. Holy Spirit, influence me. Guide me. Guide me. I want the ministry, your ministry to increase in my life. Holy Spirit, today I recognize you. In Jesus' name. At Lofty Heights Christian Center, we don't like to end our services without giving someone an opportunity to um, come to Jesus. You have heard everything I have said today to you. You can't fulfill vision. You can't even know what the vision of your life is if you're not born again. If you'd like to accept Jesus and the Holy Spirit actually to live in you today, can you please just say these words after me? Dear Jesus, I believe. I believe in my heart that you died. I believe that you were raised from the dead. Today, I confess that you are my Lord. I confess you as Lord and Savior over my life, Jesus. Thank you because I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen, hallelujah. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.